Welcome to the Making Music with Jake Haas podcast. I'm here today with Joshua Sohn. How's it going, Joshua? I'm doing well, man. Good. Thanks and we're, for having me. We're, we're actually um, recording this from our separate home studios, but, but through the magic of technology, we're going to combine this together and hopefully it sounds okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I thought we could get started. Uh, Joshua, tell me a little bit about your, your early exposure to music. How did you kind of get started? Uh, what what, what kind of got you going? Yeah, um, as far as um, my experiences here, uh, I, so I grew up in Utah, and I started out as a drummer. My uh, dad actually ran a church. He was a pastor. So uh-huh. at a certain point, um, I got a drum set, and uh, one thing led to another. I started playing for the church. Oh, okay. And uh, we did that for, or I did that for 10 years with the, the church uh, worship band. And then I, I uh, moved on to um, the University of Utah and got my music degree in education and music education. So okay. uh, from there, I started teaching music, and I did that for a few years before uh, going into uh, composition. Okay, you played drums in the the church band. You said, did you uh, do any other like? Did you have like a high school band you played with or anything like that? Yeah, as far as uh, my other education, so to speak, I worked with a band called Stereotype Inc., mm-hmm. and I, I did that during my college year. So I, I like to say I, I went to two schools during that time, University of Utah and also my band. Yeah. And when, uh, we did a lot of um, playing out in uh, local Salt Lake scene. What made you uh, kind of uh, stop doing the band then and, and focus on other things? After a while, you, you kind of... Um, you, you know, you tend to uh, have other passions that you want to full, uh, pursue during that time. Yeah. And I think it's um, one thing to 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 really have a dream and 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 do uh, give it your best shot. But then after a while, things start mm-hmm. to change over time, and you start to have other priorities. Right. Um, so you studied music education with the intention of being a music teacher, which you, which you did. But uh, mm-hmm. what, um, I guess, what what shifted you to towards more of the composition side opposed to the education side of things? Um, I really had a passion to, to teach, and, and I really wanted to have um, a stable career, so to speak, in, in music. So I think partly, partly the drive there was to uh, have, have some kind of stability in that uh, world of things. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I, I guess my priorities shifted that it, it wasn't as important as I thought. And so, you know, I, I, then I had this epiphany where it, would, it was something that um, almost called me and I, I couldn't really do anything about, about it, but <laughs> I just thought film composing would be a better route for right. me in general. How long ago did you stop doing teaching in the public schools? Oh, um... I, I did that for three years, uh-huh. and then after that, I, I had a um, one-year stint where I was substituting, so mm-hmm. I was able to um, go and uh, actually teach classes from other band directors, and so mm-hmm. I reached out to everyone from Granite Schools and Salt Lake School District and did some of that for that year. Um, and then, yeah, just that, that transition was interesting because you don't really know what to expect. So you kind of do a lot of odd jobs and yeah. and see whatever you can do to you know pay the bills. So um, 
you know, I, I found myself uh, doing um, this one job where I was playing piano for a dance company. Uh-huh. And, or actually, it's more of a, um, a dance education uh, outreach program that where they would go out to elementary schools. And so I was playing the piano accompanying whatever they needed for dancing. Uh-huh. So if they needed something that's uh, upbeat and uh, fast-paced, fun to uh, hoppy or whatever, and you, you try to figure out chords and, and uh, a groove that would work. So those are songs you would write, or would you, like, improvise it on the fly? Yeah, you would have to improvise on the fly a lot. It was, it was a lot of, uh, hmm, what would work here, you know, and, and uh, maybe using um, chord progressions from a lot of pop songs and things like that, where, like, I use some Beatles, um, uh, some things from... Uh, even like film scores like Hans Zimmer stuff, I, I would just try to be creative and, uh-huh. and Im- improvise with that. So while you were while you were studying, you were I assume you were writing compositions all all, all along the way while you were studying music education. Yeah, I I, I always had um, yeah, just an interest in that, a general interest, but I, I guess I I just didn't have the the skill set at that time. And, and so I always felt kind of um, maybe uh, handicapped and, and not, not, not confident enough to really pursue something like that yeah. until much later. Till, till after yeah. you graduated? Yeah, until after I graduated and, and I started dabbling in you know, things like with uh, Ableton Live, um, Fruity Loops, and then now I'm using Cubase. Yeah. And then... Um, just looking at YouTube videos and teaching yourself. I also took some private lessons here and there with uh, established composers. Pri- private lessons on on composition and scoring. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Composition. Yeah. Um, I took a few from uh, James Gaimon, uh, who's a local guy here, uh-huh. and then uh, there's a guy out in Maine. <laughs> Um, also a guy, f- uh, out in, uh, Europe, he, he, he's in Spain right now, but he, he's a, a video game composer. Right. So is your, your, yeah. your goal to be like the next Hans Zimmer or John Williams or what, what do you, what's the, what's the end game here? <laughs> um, uh, the next Joshua Stone, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, whatever I, I can do to, to make a career out of it. So if that's, uh, if that takes me to do films um, that are, you know, maybe Sundance quality, uh, I'll do that. You know, if it if it's going to help help me further my career. If it's something with Hollywood, great. You know, that's I think everyone's dream, but um, you can't you can't really uh, know what to expect until you know you actually start doing things. And from everyone I talk to, everyone kind of has these windy paths, and we'll see what happens for me. Right. So what, what would you say are some of your, your influences? I, I know you played drums, and so you have a little bit more of a rock background, but then classical. Uh-huh. And, and I listened to some of your, your demo reel, and you have a kind of a wide variety of, of things. So would you say you kind of just pull from lots of different places, or are there, there kind of a few key things that you have as influences? Yeah, um, uh, definitely um, stuff from now. And um, so, so, you know, with pop music, since I had played in a rock band, um, I, I love everything from the Beatles to uh, even uh, nowadays, like the Killers and 
uh-huh. Bruno Mars, uh, uh, Alicia Keys, uh, you know, you name it, Adele. Um, so it, it, when you, when you think about that, um, you have that um, side of the world, and then there's another camp where it's the classical route and and um, and jazz too, and and so you kind of combine everything that you know to what you can do to make a film better because uh, I do a lot of film mainly um, I love to do more video games as well but they're very similar so if, if there's something that calls for a certain genre that you need to write for you, you have your bag of tricks that you have to, uh, to pull from and right. you can use chord progressions and instruments to, to figure that out so would you say a lot of it's dictated from I don't know where where does the inspiration come from? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes I feel like it it's just like comes from subconscious almost. But I, I like to say, you know, yeah, you you do your studying, um, you do a lot of reading and and uh, score study, you know, stuff like yeah. that. But in the end, um, yeah, something just it just kind of happens, uh, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, it almost writes itself out. So uh, the hardest part about anything from uh, uh, or creating material from a, a film that doesn't have anything is that you have to understand what the message is, and I think that's very similar in songwriting. Yeah, you, you know the 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 message is the 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 king of everything, and everything else kind of serves to to work under it. So if you understand what the um, the film is saying, whether it's really a, a very well produced or indie level, um, you know it's gonna uh, have requirements uh, in the music that that you'll have like a a, a second instinct on, uh-huh. and that just takes some experience and also watching other films and and, and seeing what other composers have done. So when you're working with the director, mm-hmm. are they usually giving you autonomy and saying, "Hey, I want you to be creative with this," and or is it, is it more? I guess it's almost the same question. Is it more like are they telling you, "Okay, I want you to write it in this style," and they have a, they have a specific vision you're trying to match it to, versus them being more open-ended and and um, you know, is it is it usually one way or the other, or a little bit of both? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where uh, experience it just trumps over anything else. You know, it, at first you may uh, sit down with things like, "Whoa, where do I go?" But if you do enough times, you at least have a a system in place. And when you're watching the film, you at first you want to watch it without any type of bias and and not thinking oh you know the music right away you want to just understand and you want to just watch it to understand and the second pass um, at that point you want to start thinking about music but um, create uh, little segments of or sections that you mark down mm-hmm. where the movie needs music and then so on and then so having that system in place will guide you so um, sometimes you'll feel really overwhelmed uh, especially if there's a, a really fast deadline but if you have a system in place that's uh, that's uh, worked time and time again, uh, you just trust in that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Before we jump into some music, I guess one more question here is what what advice would you give for people that want to get into a career of film scoring? Like what what kind of path would they take and how would they get started? 
Yeah, good question. I think it's important to um, ask yourself, is this what you want to do? And mm -hmm. if that's a resounding yes, then get an education. Uh, I think it's important to at least know how to play one instrument really well. Um, uh -huh. And, and, and it's uh, actually almost a necessity nowadays to be able to compose on a computer with a, a keyboard. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having some general keyboard knowledge is, so even if you play a brass instrument, you're a virtuosic brass uh, player, if you don't know how to play the keyboard, then you're going to be really um, uh, behind uh, compared to everyone else. Right. Um, also, um, score study is important. I, if you can read music, great all, all the more power to you and if, if you have that under your belt then that opens a whole new door of things where you can actually pull out uh, a conductor score of someone like john williams and, and actually study the notes that he wrote to do something like star wars or jaws yeah and, and then that way you have a deeper understanding of it great it's great advice Mm -hmm. So awesome. uh, so tell me about some of the recent projects you're working on now. Uh, so in terms of what i just been um, working on, last two days I did a um, Ninja Kids TV YouTube channel web, uh -huh. web, webisode, if you want to say. Um, and uh, they are a local company that um, um, uses combines the martial arts aspects of things with adventure, fantasy stories, and pop culture. So they kind of do like remakes of Power Rangers, but f more for oh, kids. Cool. And um, the, the, the director is um, a martial artist himself, and he, he's been doing it forever. Oh, nice. And uh, he, his name is Shane Myler, and he uses his kids. Uh, he has four children who all do martial arts as well, and also his wife. And, and so they kind of are this big family empire right now, and, and they have, <laughs> I think, 10 million subscribers, um, doing really well. So um, they, he asked me if I could do a, uh, a score with a 36-hour window, and uh, luckily I had a, another composer on, on point with me, and so yeah. it was a, about 14 minutes worth of, of uh, video that we had to score. Cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, and then um, you had to do that in, the, in 36 hours. You said 36 hours. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a very quick turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very stressful, <laughs> but fun. Um, and then cool. um, one of the songs that we're gonna show you um, for the um, uh, um, the the songs that we talked about, Snowflake Snow. That's something that I, I just finished earlier this uh, last year. I started around July, and um, it was a Christmas song that uh -huh. um, a children's storybook author wanted me to write. So he uh, wanted he had some basic ideas. He wanted to sound cold and um, have something uh, where it, it sounded fun. So I used that to write the words and, and the music, and um, it turned out really great, I thought. Okay, great. Well, let's, let's play that right now, then. Okay.
in the distance there floats around Frosty white crystals shimmering down Dancing and spinning their way to the ground To land on our open arms Winter is here, let's go out and play We'll sled down the hills and slide all the way We've jumped in our boots and our coats and our mitts To dive in the deep, deep snow Laughing keeps warm We won't be alone When wishes are born Like gingerbread Jimmy He'll stay till the end A true and lifelong friend There's a star Shining up from above Casting snowflakes That drip down with love Spreading joy on their way Make a wish now today Drift down with love Spreading joy on their way Make a wish now today There is magic wherever they are The polar star shines bright up from above Casting snowflakes That drift down with love Spreading joy on their way Make a wish now today There is magic wherever they are Wherever they are, there is magic. Wherever they are, for all of us. nice i like it Thanks. so is was that you singing on that track no i'm not a singer by any means okay uh, so i hired um his name is D- dallas whitman okay i think he's 16 years old and oh, he cool. sings for the one voice children's choir nice yeah and then how 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 much of those instruments were your your virtual things you did on the computer versus uh uh real life instruments Real life, uh, uh, with the budget, it, it um, didn't really have means to record an orchestra, and uh-huh. that's you know that's common. But um, it was all or, uh, virtual instrument based. Okay, 
So you so you played everything virtually then yourself. Why well, I heard yeah. I heard some kid sounds too. Was were those actual kids or was that? Oh yeah, um, that was actually uh, stock stuff. Yeah, oh okay. Stock sounds like uh, off of Audio Jungle. Oh yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it's uh, interesting how this all you know it all comes together. But uh, yeah, it sounded great. Um, Thank you. So you have uh, you also sent me another Christmas song. Um, mm-hmm scary scary old saint nicholas can what can you tell me about that one uh this one was for a film score and um um, during that whole holiday season it it was a horror uh, film but based around the uh, the christmas time okay so that was a lot of fun and and i use that for the end credits music okay yeah great i should mention maybe um it's a spinoff of the jolly old saint nicholas song Mm-hmm. And then um, it just uses a, a lot of um, different tones. And also it's in a minor key instead of a major key. So right. it just automatically sounds spookier. Right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's listen. Okay. Awesome. So I heard, I heard a sound in there. I think it's called a Kyoto. Was that what that was? Is it the like the ding 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 ding? Yeah, ding, yeah, ding, yeah. That that sound. <laughs> uh, it's a dulcimer. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just uh, doing like a fast tremolo effect or trill. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't know if you watched the show uh, Sherlock before the BBC oh, one yeah. with. Uh, that's uh, they have that kind of sound a lot in the i don't know if that's the same thing or not but it, it reminded me of that anyway which i which i thought thought was really cool oh thanks so awesome well uh there's also uh mysterioso what can you tell me about that track oh yeah um mysterioso is a um it's a live orchestral recorded um, uh-huh. um re- recording so i mean it's not virtual based this time and I, I strictly wrote the sheet music on paper, and then had the orchestra record over that. So that was that was different. I'm, I'm usually doing the opposite. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, this was for a competition um, that I wrote for, and I, I kind of kept the music over the years. And then there's this company that just promoted stuff on Facebook that I saw, and it, it had like a 20% or 30% sale, uh-huh. and it said. Um, you know, send us your sheet music. We'll record it for you. Uh, they're called Ninety Nine Dollar Orchestra, and they're based in Lisbon, Portugal. Oh wow! And so, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it'd be fun to have it recorded finally, and because I just had it sitting around, never actually uh, had it performed um, very much, and yeah, you know, the opportunity was there. So I, I just forked out some cash and and got the re- recording done. So you said you wrote it for a competition, right? 
Yeah. But but the recording was just for your own benefit to to have available yeah. for people. The, the, it yeah. wasn't like you were submitting the this recording, right? It was the composition. Yeah, the competi- Yeah, the competition part um strangely enough didn't need a recording. They oh, just okay. they just said, yeah, we'll we'll we're going to judge everything based strictly on the uh, sheet music and the notes that you put down on on paper. So, um that was called the Ravel film scoring competition. Okay. Got it. Yep. All right, let's listen. Okay. awesome that style sounds like a very distinct style i've heard in films like what what kind of influenced that that song um yeah um probably you could say uh dario marinelli who uh-huh. has done um i think atonement and pride and prejudice and anna karenina one of those you know period uh piece films where they're they're based in like the victorian era yeah um yeah, uh, very waltzy. So um, you, you know, kind of think about something that um, is in an elegant ballroom, like the bourgeoisie, yeah. the aristocrats all are you know dancing. Yeah, that's kind of the, the the inspiration behind that one. Right. Yeah, it kind of sounded like uh, Johann Strauss, or you know, that kind of that era, or yeah. or uh-huh. like kind of the Godfather is what I kind of thought of when I heard it too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, very. I guess Mediterranean sounding. Yeah. Nice. All right, and then we have one more called <laughs> Crazy Monkey Bingo. So t- tell me about Crazy that one. Crazy Monkey Bingo. 
Yeah, uh, th- this is a uh, film score um, music song that I wrote. So um, this was called The Man Who Loved Flowers, and uh-huh. it's a uh, Stephen King uh, short story adaptation uh, um, for a film. It was directed by Taylor Deuce, and um, when I saw the film, there's this scene, and just a random scene where uh, the radio goes up and the DJ goes, well, that was Crazy Monkey Bingo. And um, the director just, you know, put up a random title like that. And I thought it would be fun to play off of that and put that, uh, make a song called Crazy Monkey Bingo and then put that in the background of, of the flower shop that he goes into. <laughs> and so, and then I also, I based a, the, the whole theme uh, for the rest of the film around the melody. Right. So you'll kind of hear little bits of, uh, of the melody throughout the film. And some of it is kind of like that scary old St. Nicholas. Some of it's um, uh, reharmonized to sound minor key and, you know, yeah, uh, nice and scary. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, this one's a long one, so uh, feel free to stop it <laughs> after, like, the second chorus if you like. Um, but, uh, excuse me, this was sung by Demetria Van Leeuwen, and um, it's a very 80s pop-tastic synthy sound. Okay, cool. Let's take a listen. Alrighty.
That's fun. I like it. So it reminded me a little bit of uh, Last Christmas. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you detected that. That was actually, yeah, I, I really um, uh, uh, kind of worked that song around Last Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> B- big inspiration, yeah. Cool. So um, if people want to hear more of your stuff, where, where could they find it at? Uh, you can go to my website at songcompositions.com. Uh-huh. And uh, my last name's spelled S-O-H-N. Okay. Uh, like John, like the word John or name John, but with the S. Okay. And then you have, I think I saw on Spotify, you released a, an album of soundtrack originals, vo- mm-hmm. volume one. And then you have, I think you have yeah. the Mysterioso song on there as well too. So. Yep. Yep. I just got that out there. Great. All right. So should we, uh, should we work on a song together? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Okay, let me crank up the song idea generator. It says, write, write a song with the same first line as a favorite song of yours. When you're done, go back and change the first line. <laughs> Whoa. Dang. Okay. And I, I guess that doesn't tell us much about the style or anything, but or maybe it, maybe it does, if we depending on the song we pick. Do you want to uh, name off... Of, of like maybe a, a, a decade of uh, that we want to kind of do it in 90s 2000s 80s <laughs> let's try the 80s something from the, the 80s, 80s. Uh, queen comes to mind with the whole new movie bohemian sure. rhapsody yeah um and any lines from queen that yeah that, that's a so there there's obviously the bohemian rhapsody song that the first line uh I think technically that's the 70s, but hey, close enough. Oh, is it? Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is at least that song. Is this is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? That that could be a cool opening line. Okay. I'm trying to think of their other songs like um, or Under Pressure. I like that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Under Pressure, Pushing Down on Me. So here, here, here's what I think. I like the first line of Bohemian Rhapsody better. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of of doing it in the style of Under Pressure. Okay. Because I think it's got a cool beat and it's got some, uh, you know, obviously the bass line's pretty iconic. Let's do it. Cool. It'll be a, a double double Queen inspiration. <laughs> so that one's Under Pressure is from 1981. Oh, okay. There you go. That qualifies. So that is that is 80s. <laughs> and Bohemian Rhapsody is probably earlier. I think it's like 77 or something. Yeah. Okay, the song was actually seventy-five, but wow, we were close. <laughs> I heard it uh, took him seven years to write the song, Freddie Mercury. Really? Yeah. So over the course of you know, probably leading up to seventy-five, uh, he was still in his head. That's crazy. So using that as inspiration, just just the first line by itself. Mm-hmm. It could be. There's a couple ways we could take it. Some. It's a. It could be about somebody who's you know, can't grapple with reality. Maybe they actually have a mental disorder. <laughs> yeah. Like they're schizophrenic. That, uh, that'd that be kind of weird, but... Um. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be about a relationship too, you know, something as simple as yeah. you know, someone who's just not going through a good relationship or um, that, that, that could be a, um, a, a, a one that more people could relate to. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. But it could, we could do a positive spin on it, like, okay, 
like maybe maybe this girl this guy's been asking this girl out and or he's been he's been having a crush on her for like a year you know and he keeps seeing her and he like finally asked her out and she said yes and he like can't believe it actually happened you know that works and that that's where the fantasy part comes in like yeah wait a minute did that like is this for real like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that i don't know if you like that better I like that. Baby. Yeah, I write too many sad songs, so I've been trying to write more optimistic ones. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so we don't have to do the lyrics quite yet, but I think as long as, you know, maybe we go back, jump to the, the instrumental part. Okay. With that in mind, knowing that it's going to be about something like that. Did you have a, a beat in mind? I mean, like something something like Under Pressure, maybe? Yeah. So, I mean, it, like, so, something like the beat of Under Pressure goes like, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, you know some crostic let's see here um, tempo wise do you want it there the tempo dun, 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 dun. yeah well three four one two uh, so around, <coughs> around 116 okay and then if I record that <coughs> me to play the chords and you can improvise a bass line but um what i could do is i could maybe just uh write a line right now uh, and then yeah program that and then maybe you can play on top of that (laughs) let's try that so do you want it more like well since it's a verse should it be uh, very more simple like would, would you say just like like quarter notes or eighth notes or just holding it out even um i i guess the challenge is you know we want to sound make it sound like under pressure without sound like we're copying them <laughs> oh yeah okay so with the bass line like so, so maybe doing a some, similar rhythm but not the same yeah note. something something kind of a little bit funky like that okay Sorry, one, one sec. Yeah. Is this the real love? It's just fantasy. I saw your face again. How about like, is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to believe that you'd be with someone like me. Or, <laughs> I'm, how about for the third line? I never thought that you would choose someone like me. Or I'd, yeah, something like that. You would choose someone like me, or you'd you'd be with someone like me you would be someone like me yeah 
Is this the real love? Is this just fantasy? I never thought that you would be with someone like me. It's kind of that pattern. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. So for uh, I had another line. Um, I don't have much to give, but you can count on me. Uh-huh. We'll build a future with a da 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 something to be, or I don't know. So I don't have much to give, but you can count on me. We'll build mm-hmm. a future with a da 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 da, with whatever we want it to be. Yeah. You count on me. We'll build our future how. We'll build our future to how we'll build our future now, however you want it to be. What if you fudge the word future and, and just go future, future, however you want it to be? That'll, that's probably the best way. Okay. We'll build our future however you want it to be. Or maybe we go hide. It's kind of boring. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, we can we can maybe add like a F G A minor and then E major. I kind of <laughs> I like that uh, E major and stuff, but um. That's cool. Huh. I like that, the dramatic part of the song. <laughs> yeah. like that. Let me see if I can record that so I can hear that with the drums. like that maybe yeah uh-huh i hear that i i think yeah i think it does need some kind of instrumental hook too there then uh, when when you um trail off there da-na-na, and like maybe like the bass line although it's it's you know um tacky to do that but something like that would be nice huh <laughs> yeah 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 M- maybe i could just hold on this note like this like c like and dynamically yeah. crescendo instead. Like so, there's no static. I mean, there's no uh, moving chords, but it's just static C. Yeah. Like four times, and then it goes like back into the song, something like that. For that ending. Yeah, I like that. 
So at this point in the process, we ran out of time. So Joshua did more work on the instruments by himself. First, he filled out the percussion a bit more with adding some hand claps. And then a tambourine. Next, he added two guitar parts to fill out the arrangement a little more and give it a rock feel. Last, he polished up the piano part and added a solo at the end to close the song. With all the instruments done, he passed it back to me to finish up the vocals. I decided to keep the opening lyric how we had it and wrote some additional lyrics, which occasionally borrow more lines from some of Queen's songs. And to drive the homage to Queen home even further, I closed the chorus with the line, You're My Queen, which became the song title. I also added some harmonies in the style of some of Queen's harmonies. The chorus has three vocal parts. I must be dreaming, it's too good to be true, and life is never quite what it seems. Can't shake the feeling, I'm still thinking of you, but I'm forever stuck in between. In my dreams, I'm your king, and you're my queen. And now here's the finished song in its entirety. We both had a lot of fun putting it together, and we hope you like it. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? I never thought that you would be with someone like me. I'm just a poor boy from a poor family. Scrimping and saving, trying my best to succeed. I don't have much to give, but you can count on me. We'll build our future however you want it to be. But in reality, 
Anywhere the wind blows, it doesn't really matter to me. Why can't we give love just another chance? The night is getting late and this is our last dance. Whoa. That's our show this week. If you head over to the podcast section of my website, jcos.com, you can read the lyrics and download our song for free. You can also listen to other albums I've recorded and projects I've done for TV and film. You'll also find a link to Patreon where you can help support this podcast by pitching in a dollar per month. Be sure to visit Joshua's website, songcompositions.com. Follow the Facebook page for Making Music with Jcos to stay up to date, but most of all, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review so we can get a bump in the rankings. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.